There's a few times within the church liturgy of the year, right, that the church actually tells the priests they have to do something when it comes to the homily. One of those times is Holy Thursday, right? It tells us we have to preach on priesthood, the Eucharist, and service. We have to. We have no choice. Those are the only three options. Today, you know what it says? Be brief. <laughs> it's because the gospel's so long. A brief homily. So I'll do my best. But I just want to look at three different ways to live life. Three different uh, philosophies, three different attitudes, three different hearts, right? And the three different ones, right? There's a lot of characters within the passion. I just want to focus on these three. We hear about some of them in today's gospel. Some of them we'll hear about on Friday. But the first heart, the first attitude, the first way of living is Pilate. And Pilate, I just call him the man of indifference. He's an indifferent heart, an indifferent philosophy. He's in the background of all of this stuff that's going on. He's a university man, right? Everything boils down to practicality. It's no truth, only what's useful. He was a politician, so he's not concerned with right or wrong. He's concerned with how the people view him, how he stays in power. Jesus is led to him, right, as Pilate is at the mercy of the crowd. Jesus is led before him, and Jesus says in John's Gospel, he says, I have come to bear witness to the truth, and those who seek truth hear my voice. And Pilate, summing up all of his woke university education, practically, his practicality just shrugs his shoulders and says, what is truth? Because he knows if truth is real, then he's bound to truth. But if he makes up his own ideas about what's right and wrong, then he can do whatever he wants. This is how the vast majority of Americans are living right now. Indifferent to truth. I decide. I make up my own truth. Can we know it? Who cares? And then Pilate turns his back on truth itself. And I don't know if you know this, but Pilate used every trick that a good politician could use. He really did. Change the venue. Appeal to the mob. Inflict punishment. Scourging. Crown of thorns. He proclaims his own innocence. And then seven times he proclaims Jesus innocent. Seven times. Even his wife said, don't have anything to do with this. And yet, in spite of all of this, he kills him. Why? Because he had no integrity, no guts. He was a coward. He was no man. He was a people pleaser. This is no way to live. It cannot be the key to life. Indifference keeps you at the mercy of everyone around you. I don't know if you know this, but how Pilate's life turned out. From the crucifixion until his death, he was in a miserable state of affairs and eventually committed suicide. The man of indifference was indifference to life or death. Second attitude, second way of living, Herod. King Herod, we hear about him in John's Gospel. I want to call him the sensualist. 
the worldly man, the man of pleasure. Herod was a great public figure as well, clever. Jesus even calls him the fox. That's how clever he was. But he's a sensual soul. He only thinks of religion in regards to the spectacular. And our Lord would do nothing for him. What did Herod want? He wanted to see a miracle. Work me. He's like, he's like you're a magic magician. Work me a little miracle. Because for Herod, religion is all about the spectacular. And when there's no show of power, when there's no entertainment, he dismisses it as a joke. A fool's way. And then he puts Jesus in this white robe. I don't know if you know this, but it was a, it was a sick sense of humor. The white robe is only Roman by Roman Empire officials. So Herod is saying, the fact that Jesus is even considered for kingship is ridiculous. How did Herod's life turn out? The man of pleasure? Jewish historian Josephus recorded the details of his death, telling his symptoms included... I shouldn't laugh, this is terrible. Itching, intestinal pain, shortness of breath, convulsions, gangrene of the genitalia, and suicide as well. Pleasure is not the way to live. But sadly, so many in our day and age are people of pleasure. Either living for the next worldly attraction or always trying to please everyone around them no matter what it costs them. This doesn't lead to joy. It doesn't lead to happiness. But in the background of the passion, there is one heart still. And that's the heart of Mary. We call it the trusting heart. The life of surrender. Mary was not a great public figure. Rather, she was a quiet peasant woman who was a widow. She didn't have a great education, nor did she have a great deal of money. She spent her quiet life trusting in God's promise and living an ordinary day-to-day routine of faith. Mary was not a sensualist, and she was not indifferent. She was a woman of great, great faith. She was obedient to God And lived her life in trust, no matter what happened. And don't forget, I think oftentimes when we think of Mary, we think like, oh, she had this beautiful life, right? She's surrounded by Jesus and Joseph. How bad could it have been? You stand and watch your kid brutally murdered. Tell me how bad it can get. Your only son, crucified, scourged, spit upon, beaten. After all he did was work miracles and save people. And help them. It would have been so tragic for Mary. And yet, she doesn't sit at the foot of the cross shaking her fist saying, Why? How could you do this to me? When every promise seems broken, she stands there in faith. And trust. And surrender. Religion is not about entertainment for Mary. It's not about the spectacular. It's not about the show of power. It's about trusting that God will have the final say no matter what happens. How did it work out for Mary? I mean, she's the queen of heaven and earth, so she's got that going for her. She's the most known woman in the history of the world. So the question this Sunday then is, what heart are you? And this week that we call holy, this week that changed the course of history forever, which heart are you? Are you indifferent when it comes to your faith? Or do you want to be spiritual yet completely immersed in the world? 
Do you come to Mass to be entertained? Do you look for signs in order to believe? Or are you here just because you don't want to go to hell and hope that this will get you the ticket? Or are you like the Blessed Virgin Mary? Here at this Mass, because this is what God has asked of you. This is how He wants to be worshipped. This is what He told us to do. And in obedience and trusting, surrender and love, we come here believing, as the angel said to Mary, that with God, all things are possible. What does your heart look like? If it's not how you want it to look, maybe this week can be a week of change. Today we have the honor of literally changing the hearts of six people today as they receive confirmation. They've made a choice to not follow the sensualist pleasures of the world. To not be indifferent to their faith anymore. But to take a stand and say, yes, I believe in good times and in bad, in sickness and in health, life or death, God, you have the final say. Let us pray for them and for ourselves. That our hearts, when one day when we stand before Jesus, our hearts will look like His.